It's a new year and it's time for new possibilities and do we ever need them? Cricket Wireless can help you make the easy switch to the mobile plan that's right for you. Starting at $30 a month. Smile and switch to Cricket. Activation and other fees and restrictions apply. Terms subject to change. See store for details. Take a good look at it, look at it now It might be the last time you'll have a go round I'll let you touch it if you like to go down I'll let you go further if you take the southern route Don't go too fast, don't go too slow Got to let your body flow <laughs> I like them attentive and I like them in control Baby, it's yours <laughs> All yours <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I listened a little bit of last week And that FaceTime delay had us sounding stupid Crazy. So I was like, I don't I was care. Like, you know what? I don't even want to do Auntie Luther like that because I mean we was just singing so amazing on top of each other. Like it was like, oh boy, that's not but our yes. fault. That is, first of all, Steve's dro- Steve Jobs would never. All you niggas <laughs> up under him, you all are like he is pissed right now. <laughs> he is pissed. I mean, ideally, it would be dope if we could like you know sing with synchronicity <laughs> on the be. Facetime. But, but you know, whatever. Here we are. Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise the Lord, niggas. You know what I'm saying? It's all good in the hood. Uh, And we are back to discuss the ghettos of adulting, the worst hood we've ever endeavored to live in. I'm Kia. I am Jade. Yes, guys. And we're going to talk about uh, adulting. The good, the bad, the ugly, the tests, the trials, the twists, the turns, the temptations, the taxes and the tries of mm. being a real life adult in the year of our Lord, 2021. Wow. Or 2021, as my friend Raymond says. She'd be like, it's 2020, it's 2021. 2021. <laughs> 2021. <laughs> I don't know where she got that from, but she'd be like, in the year of 2021, we are not doing that anymore. This always makes me laugh. So. I live for hey, it. Hey, Raymond, girl. Hey, Raymond. Yes, around. <laughs> How are you feeling? I'm sleepy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, But I'm good. You know, I don't have a complaint in the world. And I shouldn't say, well, let me say it like this. I'm safe and I have what I need. You know, I could complain, but I will not because I'm grateful. Amen. Mm -hmm. Same, Mm -hmm. same. You know what I'm saying? The the, the groceries are delivering, you know, even with the snow, it's not too snowy. You know, we can still get what we need. So I shall not complain. It's cold out there, but I'm in here. Okay. (laughs) Exactly. It's good. And, uh, you know, I have, you know, I'm I'm tired, but I thank God that I have work to do and I have the capacity to do it. And I'm just going to do the best I can. And even in the meantime, okay. Oh, amen. We're going to be figuring it out until we can get all of the circumstances lined up and in a row. We're all good. We hope that you're all good as well also, too. Okay? Yes, we do. Sincerely, wholeheartedly. For sure, for sure. But 
what's going on sis let's let's get into the show shall we yes i think we have some trash to get into you know a couple topics so let's head that direction all right we got some trash to get into you know i tried to do a little research to make sure i knew what i was talking about but i probably won't so first and foremost (laughs) on the list um daniel kalua so daniel kalua kaluya kaluya daniel kaluya he (laughs) i always call him daniel kalua and i probably should not do that because we need to make sure we call each other the right things you know we've gone over this Brittany mm-hmm. Packnett Cunningham. Let y'all niggas know her name is Brittany Packnett Cunningham. It's not Brittany Packnett. It's not Brittany Cunningham. That's right. Don't tell me to You're add You're not a hyphen. allowed to abbreviate it. Facts. You're not allowed to revise it or reframe it for you what's cannot. more suitable to you. It is what it is. You will respect it. You will put some respect on it. Okay? Especially if you're white. You know, I mean, what is it like? You know, people. <laughs> that was, you know, you know how I feel about names when people, when they are, when they are overwhelmed or disinterested or offended by your name they'd be like why don't i just call you be like why don't you just call me what i asked you to call me exactly period exactly period punctuations you know i just we we as black people let's honor that and as white people let's just be quiet on that you know what i'm saying nobody asked you why your name is writer (laughs) uh so But uh, Daniel Kaluuya was on The Breakfast Club um, and, you know, he was speaking about some of the criticisms of, you know, that black Americans have had about uh, black British people playing black American roles because of the recent um, the recent movie that came out, Judas and the Black Messiah. Have you watched it? I did. Yes. How did you feel about it? You know, I thought that it was uh, a very compelling story. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and I thought that it was, you know, well done. Um, I had to keep reminding myself, like, this was the story about uh, the Willie guy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Wild Bill. Wild, Wild Bill and yes. not Fred Hampton Jr. I had to keep reminding myself of who the who the the main character was uh, and not get you know because it was easy for me to be like but wait blah, blah, blah. but you know um it was a, it was a good movie it was it was a good movie and i thought that they did a really good job um you know hats off to lakeith stanfield mm-hmm. and daniel uh kaluuya and you know ryan coogler all the all the folks that were involved in that i thought that they did i thought it was very nicely done they did what they, are your thoughts i thought it was i thought it was well done um was that here where we talked about, you know, some of the, I don't know. You know, I just be, I be, sometimes I'd be getting tired. <laughs> These are the stories that need to be told and understood. It's just sometimes I just, I just be tired. Cause I'm, I'm mad on my own. Like, just, well, yes, yes. I know? mean, I felt it's a very compelling story, but Absolutely. it was something that, you know, it's hard. We have to really think about these things uh and it's like dang wow this what is sobering for me is like this really happened yeah right this is this is like a real live account of what actually happened and you know as dis you know as distant as i am from you know that that reality you know that somebody had to live it so if Mm -hmm. if they had to live it absolutely I i could i could watch it 
and you know have respect respect for that and acknowledge that this is somebody's life some these is you know people involved their lives were affected in such a grave way and that is what i kind of tell myself to keep myself engaged because but i feel you i definitely we don't have to watch it like if you don't want i watched it by choice and i thought it was very well done um i just you know it's just some i think just the spirit sometimes gets tired and it's like i need to just take a second uh you know what i'm saying sometimes you just be like wow it's just a lot of things happening but these are also very necessary stories so you know it's all about discretion of self and what you know you you know can and can deal with in the moment or what have you but i thought it was a very well done movie um obviously we know daniel can act his ass off obviously we know lakeith you know lakeith <laughs> lakeith did his thing i'm not even gonna hold you i mean and i had he did it so well like i don't even like i feel like he has changed the way i'm going to look at him <laughs> so like, yes isn't that no, interesting when bad, those parts have when that happens when people get those yes, kind of parts yes. like how how people are like forever etched in your memory as this particular person. And you know who else is, you remember, um, you remember in Girlfriends, uh, Darnell, Maya's, uh, was it Darnell? Yes, yes. Oh, were you talking about Khalil Kane? Yes, but did he play, did he did he play the rapist in For Color Girls? Yeah, uh, no, Michael Ealy. Mm-mm. No, wasn't that Michael Ely? Who, wait, with the no, no, I he was the one Michael who killed Ely his baby. Was the one who dropped the children. Yeah, he yes. dropped his children. You're um, right. Khalil Kane. It I was Khalil like, Kane. Yes, I think. I think. So. But I feel like you, I'm. I'm pretty sure. You know, <laughs> what I was going to say is like you know, that's kind of like you know, Darius McCrary is always Eddie Winslow. Like <laughs> no matter what, <laughs> <Forever>. So <laughs> I think. I think. Um, <laughs> If my memory serves me correctly, he played the guy that raped Anika Noni Rose's character, uh, and yes, I feel it like was. It, Bill. it took yes. me a it yeah it took me a long time to get over that. Like mm-hmm. you know, it it took me a long time for me to get over that. Mm-hmm. When I would see him in other things, I was like, ugh. <laughs> so <laughs> that so means I you feel, did too good. I know. I felt like that. I'm gonna be like, man, I'm gonna have to like watch some other films that Lakeith was in so I can get back right on good terms with him because I don't know I don't know if I can um if I can uh you know unsee some of the things that we saw in in this but this particular Ooh, movie baby I think that's why I was like Ooh, uh. but and well, I so heard in, that Lakeith is that you in, said that go ahead no I'm sorry I heard that and I have to look into this because I got a little it, evidently like there's some beef going on between Lakeith and Charlemagne yes so um daniel was on the breakfast club it, it's not even about the df rewards at this point what he basically said was i'm open to listening to any criticism from black people no matter where they come from um so that you know we can i feel like we need to be united in the diaspora beautiful now the beef mm-hmm. between Charlemagne and lakeith which i had no idea about so <sighs> I'm just learning about it based on what the Breakfast Club posted on their Instagram today, and I was like, "Wait, what's happening?" I didn't, I didn't know anything about this, but I said I was going to do my Googles. So, no need. I did them mm-hmm. for you. Um, Thank so you. Lakeith actually, so Charlemagne brought up in the interview to Daniel. He was like, "Ah, oh, yeah, like Lakeith did a really good job with that. It's almost like he was born to play this role." And so Daniel called him out and was like, is this because of y'all's beef? That's why you say that, is because of y'all's beef? He's like, we're not going to do this. Like, he did an amazing job with that role. 
he was like, and mm. to be perfectly honest, he actually suffered a lot from performing that role and had to go to therapy afterwards because it took such a toll on his mental and emotional health. Right. Um, which we've heard from a lot of different people in the acting world, right? So I went back to do the research on where this beef started. So it started a few years ago when Lakeith got on Instagram and called out a few different platforms for being anti-black, including The Shade Room, The Breakfast Club, Lipstick Alley, Uh-oh. fuck y'all. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I've never, Tay made me promise never to go there. Don't. So There's I've no never need been. to. It is the derelicts of society, the gum <laughs> on the bottom of your shoe. Uh, but Lipstick Alley, Shade Room, Breakfast Club, and I forget what the other one was. And um, said they're anti-black for how they portray black people. When you've got people who have some certain things to say, they said they make them feel weird and make them feel a certain way for be you know being a type of black person or what have you. And he was like, it's not cool. They don't. They're not all accepting of all black people, and they're not. They don't portray black people in a positive light. Mm. So Charlemagne then put him as a donkey of the day on the Breakfast Club. For those for those comments or whatever and was like you're not gonna call me i'm the one who wrote the book called black privilege i'm a very you know i'm always getting in trouble for calling white people crackers and blah 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 blah. you're not gonna call me anti-black da, da, da. so their beef started there then lakeith released a uh diss record dk um with charlemagne's face on the cover of it with like minstrel lips and a minstrel hat so it was. It's just been a lot of back and forth. I don't really see a legitimate beef here. <laughs> um, maybe you should listen to what he's saying. I know sometimes Lakeith Stanfield can speak in uh, hieroglyphics and puzzles. I totally, I, I get that. I understand sometimes we gotta <laughs> dig deeper. Maybe we have a conversation as opposed to going back and forth and figure out, well, why, why would you call us of all people anti-black? I, I'm interested to know where that comes from. But that's mm-hmm. basically, that's basically that. Well, yes. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Well, I'm informed. I don't even know how I feel about it yet. I'm still processing. Um, but it's 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 unfortunate. I don't know. Like like you know. Thank you for bringing me up to speed. I don't know much of the backstory. It's unfortunate to see these two men arguing like this. Um on the interwebs mm-hmm. um and yeah i don't know maybe we can maybe we can return back here and talk about talk about uh this uh further but i don't know I, i'm hmm. I'm, still, I'm still i know Chris. i'm still <laughs> pondering like i'm hmm, still pondering I'm not really sure I think where to go from here i did all that reading and i figured i said okay so this is where it is but i'm still a little confused but that's all right i still want to like because i feel like i i still have a few questions i still have a few questions but i'm going to continue like you said i'm going to continue to think about it and maybe do a little bit more reading on my own and maybe we can maybe we can circle back uh on this and you maybe do I'll that have a few you let more. me know if you think we need to after you read um yes yes yeah, i go will listen to the this record do all of that so <laughs> a diss record lord yeah have i told you like, you released okay. a, a dk diss yes. record. <laughs> uh so in good much, news so much happening 
Naomi please, Osaka won the 2021 Australian Open. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Shout out to Naomi. Okay. okay. Out here doing out things. Here. Out here making money, Indeed. honey. Her and her boo are out here doing GQ articles and whatever else, being cute together. I'm She's dating it. a rapper, a young man. Oh, is she? That's yeah, lovely for her. I wish mm-hmm. I knew his name right now, but they're cute together. They're cute. Their little interview is cute. Their little vibes are cute. So, you know, we shout out to Naomi. She's out here being young and thriving. <clears throat> I endorse it, really. So, uh, remember last week when we talked a little bit about <laughs> April Jones and Dr. Dre? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. Mm-hmm. So, Monice, y'all know Monice. <sighs> Jesus. Oh, Mo Mouth. She got on the internet. Monice. <laughs> I just feel like that is so black. but okay so is my name my name is extraordinarily black as well so that's not a dig just an observation it's just an observation that's all right but monice got on on, um on blue it's just a good name to holler down the street monice Monice! (laughs) yes it's a good name or from the other room absolutely yes monice yes exactly down the hallway exactly (laughs) And maybe I'll yes, maybe I'll start calling <laughs> Noah Moniz just because I just want to scream it. Um <laughs> We need those good that's why we need good sturdy black names because some names don't hollow well. You know what I'm saying? Your name don't hollow well down the street. You'd have to have a name that hollers well down the street. Every name don't hollow well. Let's think of a name that don't hollow well down the street. Hmm. 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 Like Naomi. Naomi! Yeah, it's too much. It's, it's too, too much. much. Right? It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> it's too many syllables. It's very cumbersome. Like my my full name probably would be a lot to holler down the street, but this Ta-tia! Kia flies. But Kia is a it's perfect a holler name. Yes, indeed. Two syllables yes. is what but, you need to be able but to there holler. Are, no, but there are certain syllables that I feel like will work well though, because Let's I think see. of like Shariel. Shariel got a good Shariel. Shout she out. is because it's <laughs> yes, it's the L though. It's the L that adds something. That extra, yes, like, you have to, like yes, yes, yes. We need a good. We need I don't know, but something about like every name, like Hallie, like Halle Berry. Hallie wouldn't holler well down the street. No, Halle, you don't know what you're Halle. saying. That's ugly. It's ugly. Now Halle. you can scream Halle, Halle Berry though. Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Whole name. She got to scream a whole name down the you block. Do. Okay. Yeah, it's one or the other. You're right. And I told you about it's, my, you know my father, how he had, it was this young man named Noel, but he was mm-hmm. worthless. And so my father called him Noel. And he would always be like, my name is Noel. And my dad goes, you're not worth <laughs> two syllables. <laughs> <laughs> and black men just change your name. Like my grandfather changed my brother's name to Bryant with a T. With a T? Like Kobe. Bryant, like no. <laughs> not because just because he was country. Just because he was Southern. He couldn't Brian was a lot for him. He just be like Bryant. Brian was Bryant. a lot, but he added the extra letter. I live. Yes. <laughs> yes. He just needed that was just, you know, that was something that he had to do. I'm sorry. I compl- oh, that no. was a complete derailment from what you are your initial point. It I'm was so a pleasant derailment. When Monice got up on Blue Ivy's internet and confirmed April Jones and Dr. Dre's relationship. She did. She Mm -hmm. did. She did. Said they have been together for a little while, longer than what other people have seen, other people being ourselves, out at dinner. 
And mm-hmm. then in another video, she said that um, she's never spoken on Dr. Dre in a negative light, but she can for sure say that he is a woman beater. Those are her words. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, he is a woman beater and said that he is, let me see, how do I say this without getting, he's allegedly suing, I mean, not suing, um, threatening her uh, via other people and so forth wow. and so on. Um, she's getting threatening phone calls and text messages, threatening herself, her child, her family, Oof. her well-being, if she does not stop speaking on his name. My Lord. Mm-hmm. She says she will not stop. She will not allow threats and things to deter her um, from speaking the truth and that black women are not protected and that she refuses to be bullied in this situation. Cheese and rice, man. Mm-hmm. This is so much. Yeah, that's that's what it is. I have no thoughts. I <laughs> I'm going. I have no thoughts. Um, outside of the fact that we do know that Dr. Dre has a history of abusive behavior. Um, he has allegedly uh allegedly put his hands on many of the women that he's been with um and we saw that portrayed you know what i'm saying before we've heard them speak out so you know i'm not uh i know monice i know monice is a little touched blessed uh, how do i <laughs> sorry that's problematic um i know she got some issues sometimes however mm-hmm. uh i agree with her black women are not protected and this is a man who has an extensive history of violence um, against women so you know the math just needs to the math is mathing that's all i'm saying the math is mathing mm. don't write people off For just sure. because they're a little wild sometimes sometimes you know there's some validity to what people are saying um so yeah Woo! so a letter has come forward from a deceased black cop really that completely implicates the fbi and the nypd in malcolm x's murder so okay yeah say more about this please Mm -hmm. oh yes okay so according to the root.com um -hmm. there is so you know you know we're we're over 50 years out from the assassination of malcolm x aka detroit red um and he was killed here in new york and we know what has been said and alleged throughout the years right we know that there has been allegations that uh elijah muhammad was a part of his murder like it was a number of a number of conspiracies surrounding malcolm x's murder well um officer raymond wood had authorized a letter to be shared publicly by his cousin after his death. And this was according to the guardian. And in it, he confessed that an undercover officer part, uh, he participated in actions that were deplorable and detrimental to the advancement of my own black people. Those as a direct quote, those actions included infiltrating civil rights organizations in New York city in the mid 1960s during the height of the movement. Um, Mm -hmm. and he goes on to talk about, uh, under the direction of my handlers, I was told to encourage leaders and members of civil rights groups to commit felonious acts. Hmm. Malcolm X was assassinated at the venue. Um, 
he supervised devised a pl- oh he added that he super his his supervisor devised a plot to bomb the statue of liberty uh which he drew two key members of exit security detail into subsequently leading them to be arrested just days before malcolm x was supposed to speak at the audubon in harlem so um basically so the wait, family explain is- to me how mm-hmm. how this letter from a deceased cop like where where was the letter how how was the letter uh, how did we come how did the letter come to be like not come to be of course he wrote the letter but like how where do we get it from now um let's see where was the letter and and why is it just it was now his cousin had, apparently his cousin had it um hold on i'm pulling it up right now mm-hmm Apparently, it's a letter he wrote that his cousin had in his possession. Um, yep, his cousin, Reginald Wood Jr. I've requested that this information be held until after I have passed away. It is my hope that this information is received with the understanding that I have carried these secrets with a heavy heart and remorsefully regret my participation in this matter. So essentially, he goes through, uh, you know what? I'll just read it to y'all. How about that? How does this sound? This okay. was written January 25th, 2011. Okay, he says, to whom it may concern, I, Raymond A. Wood, being of sound mind and body, wish to confess the following. I was a black New York City undercover police officer from April 1964 through May of 1971. I participated in actions that in hindsight were deplorable and detrimental to the advancement of my own black people. My actions on behalf of the New York City Police Department were done under duress and fear that if I did not follow the orders of my handlers, I could face detrimental consequences. Presently, I'm aging with failing health. Recently, I have learned of the death of Mr. Thomas Johnson and are deeply concerned that with my death, his family will not be able to exonerate him after being wrongfully convicted in the killing of Malcolm X. The facts are as follows. April 17, 1964, I was hired by the New York City Police Department. Without training, I was immediately assigned to the Bossy Investigation Unit. My job was to infiltrate civil rights organizations throughout New York City to find evidence of criminal activity so the FBI could discredit and arrest its leaders. After witnessing, and this is uh, repeated brutality at the hands of my co-workers, I tried to resign. Instead, I was threatened with arrest by pinning marijuana and alcohol trafficking charges on me if I did not follow through with the assignments. Under the direction of my handlers, I was told to encourage leaders and members of civil rights groups to commit felonious acts. Then that was the Statue of Liberty bombing I talked about. Using the surveillance, the agency learned that Bo and Syed were key players in Malcolm X's crowd control security detail. It was my assignment to draw those two men into a felonious federal crime so that they could be arrested by the FBI and kept away from managing Malcolm X's Audubon Ballroom door security on February 21st, 1965. On the 16th, 1965, the Statue of Liberty plot was carried out and those men were arrested just days before the assassination of Malcolm X. At that time, I was not aware that Malcolm X was the target. Uh, On February 21st, I was ordered to be the Audubon Ballroom. I was ordered to be at the Audubon Ballroom where I was identified by witnesses while leaving the scene. Thomas Johnson was later arrested and wrongfully convicted to protect my cover and the secrets of the FBI and the NYPD. I've placed my full confession in the care of my cousin, Reginald Wood Jr. And then that's when I told you he requested that this be released after he passes um so 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 he confesses yeah that he 
Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. This yep. is different than, huh? Is this? Did you watch the the Netflix documentary? No, but it's it was on my list to watch. Was that so? What were they saying in that? So this, I have to now. I have to rewatch it. But if my memory serves me correctly, this is different. This is a different uh, set of events. Mm-hmm. Um, that than what that documentary uh, depicted. Um, and I had there's been a couple of a couple of a few months since I've watched this. But if I'm, my memory serves me correctly, um, the person who did that documentary was alleging that. Um, the FBI was working in partnership with with someone from the nation, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. and that person they actually named the individual who and you know his mosque and all the people that he was affiliated with, and it was mm-hmm. kind of known from everybody that was you know from that city where that mosque was that this was the person that did it, um, and it was like common knowledge there. Um, but this this is different than what. And I have to, I, if I'm, I hope that I'm remembering this correctly because you know I'm getting old, but I, I have to go back and watch and think and see how, because th- if this is true, then that kind of debunks what that documentary um, put forward. So, huh, this is, this is interesting. Hold on, sis, I'm sorry. Hello? Hi, I'm outside. Yes, can you come upstairs? I'm, uh, it's hard because I'm in the middle of a, of a work meeting right now. Uh, that's why I tried to pay and pay for delivery and tip. Okay, thank you. Bitch, what? Don't get on my nerves. You see this? Live in action. You see it? Oh my God. No. Oh my gosh. Talking about I really don't want to do that. Girl, what? You better figure it the fuck out and get off get off my goddamn phone. Hold on, I'm changing up my headphones. I'm so irritated. I just dead set on getting on my fucking nerves today. You there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh my gosh. If she calls me again, I apologize in advance. Sorry, Ty. But yes. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's what. It's so hard with stories like these when people are deceased, they've passed, and we don't really, you know, you don't really know what the truth is going to be. Like, it's it's just, yeah, I don't know. But I'm very interested, and the truth does always come out. And this sounds plausible. When have we ever known the FBI or the NYPD to do the right thing? Well, I mean, the thing is, though, I mean, the other documentary... The FBI was involved in 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 that as well. It was just mm-hmm. placing, it was just placing different per, different people res, responsible. But you know, with respect to the men that were arrested um, in connection with killing uh, Malcolm X, you know, the fact remains that they were innocent and they were just picked by the police and the FBI to just kind of take the fall for this crime. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting, and um, I, I did hear um, that the family, based upon this letter, that the family was launching into what was was I guess is asking for the case to be reopened. So, yep. 
So Hopefully. we shall see. Man, what a time. What a time to be alive. Okay. As if they really that... gonna let the FBI get up there and, and like they really gonna get up there and admit any fault. I don't trust none of these people. I don't trust I mean, none it's... of them. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how they play how this plays out. It would be. I mean, the system is not sustainable, so maybe hell will freeze over and we will see it. Speaking of which, a New York grand jury is they are basically demanding tax returns from the orange loogie. I saw that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, again, it's I hard to be hopeful about these I things, know. but we'll just see how it goes. Just taking it one day at a time. I'm like, y'all got to get this nigga some way somehow. <laughs> <laughs> like, you've got to get this nigga some way somehow. There's got to be a way. So they're like, all right, you all want to quit? Cool. We're gonna figure out another way. So. We'll see what happens, but we shall see. Mm. And lastly, last week we, I don't, was it happening at the time? I don't remember. But we do want to send our love out to Texas. For sure. Um, for I feel all like we of, recorded before it got really as bad as it got. But I, think, yes. I think you're right, actually. I think it was just in the height of it. So you all, if you had, I don't even know how you couldn't have heard what's going on in Texas. But um, you know that Texas is not on the national grid. Uh, and so there was a huge um, winter storm that came last week and knocked out. You know what? It didn't even let's not even say that it didn't even knock out the power. They were supposed to do rolling blackouts is what was supposed to happen. They were supposed to do rolling blackouts because they wanted to try to make sure that everybody would have the power that they needed. Right. The, the blackouts were supposed to last anywhere from 15 minutes to about an hour, hour and a half. So that families were not without what they needed. This shit ended up lasting for days. I didn't know that it was supposed to be rolling blackouts. That's, I hadn't heard that. That's news to me. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be rolling blackouts. And it lasted for days. To the point where we have family and friends that were affected. Um, they were out of power for two and three days. I, you know, There were reports of, of several deaths uh, via... Um, carbon monoxide poisoning there's several people in the hospital with carbon monoxide poisoning just from trying to keep themselves and their families warm in the in the homes there's no reason this should be happening and then on top of that ted cruz mm. pussy ass governor as <laughs> in the words of Ply, pussy ass um he oh, when took his children to Mexico, took his family to Mexico, right? Cancun. Cancun, honey. And on top of that, he went to Mexico and requested HPD security detail in the airport, even though there is a huge disaster happening right now and they're needed elsewhere throughout the city. So requested security detail because he knew this was some bullshit. Then when he got found out, he lied and said, no, my daughters wanted to go to try to get away from the cold. So as a good father, I was just trying to honor them and take them down there. Well, come to find out, then a group chat was leaked, which shows you you need to watch who your friends are because it was literally leaked from inside the house. Somebody within their neighborhood group chat who was a part of this giant planning of this Cancun trip for all of them to get out of Texas. Ted Cruz was right on up in through the planning and he got caught. And y'all already know what I think their demise should be. So I'm gonna just be quiet from here because I've been, I've been wishing death on people left and right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I mean, 
<sighs> I mean, the caucasity just knows no bounds. It really does. It really does. Even when it's not even Caucasian. How <laughs> crazy. <laughs> it's the whiteness for me. So This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's still whiteness. <laughs> I mean, yes, I'm sorry. Maybe like, maybe Caucasity is not the right word, but. No, 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 no. That's what it is. It's just the being perfect. The audacity of whiteness. Uh, but yes, um. Yeah, I mean, you can't, you cannot deny the supremacy of white supremacy <laughs> in these sort of instances. Exactly. Um, so, you know, I yeah. just, this ain't, I have nothing positive or nice to say. So I just shut my mouth wide open. Oh, uh, and that's it for the trash. That's all I got this week, sis. I think that is more than enough. I think so. Shall we move on to a shout out? Yeah, let's do it. My sister's popping right now. Like. All right. My shout out to to my sis is really brief, but very, very um, heartfelt. I wanted to shout out. I have a neighbor. I have a neighbor who listens to the show. Her name is Janessa. Hey, Janessa. And I want to shout out Janessa and her husband, Doyen. Because they heard my cries over the weekend. Um, as you guys, as I shared last week, I received my Peloton bike. And it's, um, you know, all good in the neighborhood. It was. Um, you know, I, I actually got on the bike and did a workout utilizing the the, the bike's original seat. And um, I was... Uh, put in a call to SVU directly after getting off of the bike because I had been violated and abused. Oh, really? Oh, and, really? Uh, it was, it was horrific. Um, oh, and so, so you're part of the Big Coochie Coalition as well. I, I knew that it was <laughs> going to be, um, I knew that it was going to be uh, uncomfortable because, you know, I had, I had not really sat on a, a, a spin bike and had like a comfortable experience but this was like another level of um of, of pain and discomfort mm. and you know what i found most surprising everybody kept saying it was like you get used to it and i was like no you yeah, don't get nah, used to this no, kind you, you know what what nah. what what kind of sadist are you people mm. talking about it gets better in a few weeks you think i'm gonna get no thank you no so um you know others it's not sex shared other uh you know <laughs> some bikes, some bike seats, some uh, alternative bike seats that you can order and put on your bike for a uh, more improved uh, experience. And so I got one and then I struggled to remove the other, like, you know, struggled to change it um, and was in here ready to just send the bike on back. Cause I'm like, it's not working. I'm not gonna, I'm not finna just like, I'm not finna do it. But um, Janessa heard my cries on Twitter and offered, um, she said her husband helped her to change her bike seat and would be willing to help me change mine. And so they came over yesterday to help me. And now I have a new uh, a new bike seat that is way more comfortable and I can comfortably use my bike. Um, so I wanted to shout out Janessa and her husband, Doyen, for being awesome neighbors uh, and being neighborly and helping me in, my, in a single girl's time of need. Shout out to Nessa and Doyen. Absolutely. Shout, Shout out to, to the you. both of you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Let me know if I might, you know, offer you a cup of sugar or anything, really, to help you. I would love um, to see somebody borrow a cup of sugar. 
these, these does that really happen niggas. like in real life? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't um, even we 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 don't even talk to each other. These neighbors we don't. my now my neighbor across the hall, she and I have a silent bond. She gets stuff delivered. If I see it downstairs, I grab it and hold it and leave a note for her. You know, if I hear the UPS people at her door and they not she not there, I'll take her package. She takes my packages and brings my stuff upstairs if she sees mine. And I think it's because we both saw free people packages. So we just be like, I see you. This shit is not cheap. Uh, <laughs> so, but we just, you know, we look out in that way. But the rest of, the rest of them can kick her. I got one down the hall. They so damn ragged. I can't stand these niggas. Uh, well, could- I haven't really, you know, I don't talk to strangers. So I don't really engage excuse me, with the people that live um, around me all that much. You know, I'm pleasant and I speak, you know, with, you know, all of that stuff. But so far, the few interactions that I have had with people in the neighborhood have been really nice. And Janessa offered to help me. And, you know, I just couldn't be more grateful. So thank you, girl. Did you ever figure out who was taking the trash cans? No, but uh, my neighbor um, that lives next door... There's a couple that lives next door and they've been very nice, very kind to me um, ever since that day. So, you know, they, I have come, I have opened my garage door and my neighbor has pulled the trash can closer to my house so that, you know, it can't get swiped again. So that's okay. good. I lo- um, yeah. Oh, look at you living in a neighborly neighborhood, sis. The the guys that live right next door to me are just really dope. And I think they know, I, I mean, they just look out. I think they know that I'm in here, you know, by myself and they just look out for me. So it's a beautiful I appreciate day. Them. I love I appreciate it. Them. Well, shout same, out same. To, to good neighbors. Okay. State Farm. Um, <laughs> we have a really light kitchen table, but a fun one, we think. So I think we shall head that direction. What say you? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Last I'm ready. year showed us that you never know what life is going to throw at you. If you use credit cards to pay for unexpected expenses, it can be overwhelming to manage that debt. Take control with Upstart so you know exactly what to expect. Upstart is the fast and easy way to get a personal loan to pay off your debt all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Upstart finds smarter rates with trusted partners. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate up front for loans from $1,000 to $50,000. You can get approved the same day and can receive funds as fast as one business day. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com grown. That's upstart.com grown. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash grown. All right, guys. Another great show for you guys to check out. Built to Last is a podcast by American Express that highlights the stories, history, and continued legacy of Black-owned small businesses that shape American culture. In honor of Black History Month, American Express is continuing to shine a light on these Black-owned businesses with the release of a special episode highlighting Rose Nicot, the first known coffee vendor in New Orleans in the 1800s, and Sip and Sonder, a community and well-being-focused coffee shop in Inglewood, California. 
If you haven't already, check out the debut season of Built to Last and hear host Elaine Welteroth explore how the black business leaders of our past have inspired today's black owned small businesses. The season features small business owners like Pinky Cole of Atlanta's food truck turned restaurant Slutty Vegan, Hanifa Mwimba, a cutting edge designer, and so many other amazing small business owners. Plus, there's a special check-in with modern-day Renaissance woman, Issa Rae. Hey, Issa. As Built to Last uncovers and celebrates past and present stories of Black entrepreneurship in America, we hope to encourage all of our listeners to support these businesses and also the Black-owned businesses in your community. Check out the debut season of Built to Last on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Podcast. 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 All right. And so I learned today... Um, February 22nd that uh, well I learned that today February 22nd is National Margarita Day me too and <laughs> and so um, I said we have a resident chef and mixologist here on getting grown and what better way to celebrate than to just have some conversation about margaritas on the show at the kitchen table featuring the amazing expertise and prowess of Jade of All Jades. Like, why not do that? Like, that sounded like a very, very good idea. Dude. So I know that I know that um, Jade knows her way around margaritas. And I just thought yeah. for a few moments, we, she could share some tips and tricks and recipes for those of us who maybe interested in learning how to make a good margarita down to the house okay i'm not going anywhere i might want to make a margarita at the house and jay can help us yes yes ma'am yes i can because right. that's my business that's right so Yo, we gotta get tabitha up in here like i said this i've been saying it i just to. feel like we got she to. has to come she does i don't want to taint Jeez. her any but but i know that <laughs> You two remind me so much, I, I, and I just love her. Hold on, I know this is a this is a tangent, and I don't have nothing to do with what we just talked about. Oh, but she reminded you. I saw a video, and I was like, "Yes, nigga, that's what I'm talking about." She got on Instagram. I guess she's been receiving messages from people. Um, oh yes, I saw that, and it blessed me. Yes, letting her know that she talks about God too much, and she talk. You know, she talks about God too much, and. You know she needs to tone it down it's gonna it's gonna hinder certain business opportunities or you know it's just overkill and she pull i mean when i tell you that is literally one of the pol most polite ways i've heard of somebody telling y'all to fuck off i swear <laughs> on everything it blessed me <laughs> i was like and i just don't understand why people can't take the simple fact if you don't if you don't see eye to eye on a religious or spiritual basis so what why does how somebody else talks why does that affect you so much you can see the joy resonate off of this woman right you can see like the 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 joy you can feel the encouragement from her spirit why can't you just respect her as a human being and what gives her her faith what's the problem with that like why we have to be so if somebody is coming to you in a judgment, you have a problem with that. So why is it okay for you to do the same thing? Everybody loves talking about, oh, Christians are always, Christians are always. And there's a whole lot, I've, I've experienced a whole lot of church folks. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very specific and call them church folks. And y'all know what I mean when I say church folks. I've experienced that from some church folks. But I don't think it's fair to put that on an entire 
uh, demographic of people when you're sitting up here accusing them of the very same thing that you're doing right now? Mm. I mean, period. I just, so shout out to Tabitha. That's all. That was a long way of saying that. Um, (laughs) Oh, and all of our margaritas are plant-based. So look at that. So (laughs) (laughs) I thought it would be good for us. This was totally Kia's idea. I thought that was pretty cool. I never remember what any national day is. We have a million of them now. But yes, they're all we're so overrun with holidays. Margaritas are my fa- one of my favorite drinks. I know they're one of Kia's favorite drinks. Um you know, they do right by us as we get older. Tequila just seems to agree with us in moderation. It's um, forgiving. Yes, it is. It's a forgiving spirit. I mean, if, if you if you invest, if you invest in a quality tequila. Mm. You know, Please you won't be. say that again. I have learned that, you know, all all tequilas are not created equal. If your tequila okay. smells like your post-pandemic hand sanitizer, Yikes that's a problem. <laughs> it's a lot of things happening. That's the ethanol, by the way, which is in both of them. But well liquor is never the move. Mm, but um, one of I thought we'd start off with a rule for margaritas, right? Because margaritas have sure. three simple ingredients, no matter you know how you decide to zhuzh it up, and that would be lime, triple sec, and tequila, right? Those are your mm-hmm. three things, like for certain, for certain. The best way to remember your ratios is a three-two-one. If you're trying to figure out how much you should put to each one, three parts tequila, two parts uh, two parts triple sec, Cointreau, or Grand Marnier, however you want to zhuzh it, one part lime. You can always adjust for taste, which y'all always hear me say on cocktails in La Casa. You can always adjust for taste. Lime juice, lime concentrate, fresh lime juice. So that's another thing. When you go to the dive bars and you've been complaining, why don't these margaritas taste like somewhere good? (laughs) It is because they're using lime concentrate or roses lime syrup or things that are just just full of sugar and not real lime at all. And you need that bit of tartness to help cut. You've got the triple sec, which is already sweet. You can add a little touch of simple syrup if you like a sweeter taste, but that something about that roses lime syrup is absolutely disgusting. Unless, you know, you have like that an aftertaste. Yeah. Aftertaste. It's just not the move. It's just not the move. So that's a good rule of thumb. Three, two, one, right? So the first one I wanted to do was the classic margarita. Well, we can do three parts. I prefer a reposado. You can go with your taste preferences if you want a blanco, you know, silver, or uh, an añejo, which is a little bit, you know, smoky or more, a little bit deeper in flavor. Um, to, I like to do Cointreau. I prefer Cointreau overall when it comes to my margaritas. A, a, a straight up and down triple sec is just fine, though. Just because you don't get it well tequila doesn't mean you can't get a well triple sec. You're more than welcome mm-hmm. to. Cointreau's going to elevate that just a little smidge, though. And Grand Marnier is also a nice flota. And then <laughs> one part lime. Unless you like your girl, you can do one and a half parts if you like a kick more tartness. And if you want to add a kick to it, a tagine rim. You know what tagine is, sis? I do. do I have like some. Tagine? Do you like oh, tagine? Oh, yes. I do. So the I next time, I've never, elevate. I've never, yes. The next, I mean, if I endeavor to make a margarita in my home, now I know what to do with it. But I put the tagine on, like if I have a really good sweet mango, 
Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Delicioso. Ooh, you are warming the Mexican in my heart. <laughs> oh, I love me some chili on a mango, nigga. That is just... Mm, mm. Um, <laughs> so that's your classic margarita. I also thought it would be nice if we did... Uh, if we judged it up with an with another recipe so you can take your classic margarita as well and also add a squeeze of blood orange juice you can do a half an ounce or an ounce of blood orange juice depending on a, how much of the depth of flavor you want and a little jalapeno simple syrup a blood orange mm. jalapeno margarita with a tagine rim or a salt rim or no rim at all also a delicious option <clears throat> <laughs> And lastly, it's not technically a margarita, but it's one of my favorite drinks if you're into the sweeter. I mean, if you're into the more tart, and that would be a Paloma, which is tequila, grapefruit juice, lime juice, and you shake it up real good. You can add a splash of Cointreau or Triple Sec as well, and then you top it off with a grapefruit soda. If you go to the dive bars, mm. they put seltzer on top. or Like an orangina? Is an orangina grapefruit? <laughs> I thought so. Or maybe not, because it's called orangina. I was like, why would they but call it? But isn't there... Well, there's a grapefruit-flavored something. Oh, ting. But, there's um, uh, there's a... Ting is grapefruit, and it's actually just sugar, seltzer, and grapefruit juice. Um, It's pretty natural. You've got... What's the other one we used to drink back... What's the one that came out in the night? Fresca. 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 <laughs> you can top it off with a fresca or a grapefruit jaritos. So those are just some, uh, we just wanted to keep it real light for National Margarita Day and keep it real so light this week. let me ask you week. this. Mm -hmm. Yes, let me ask you this. Please. Are there certain foods that pair well with the margarita? Oh my um, God, yes. Or, or you know, because I mean, I don't want to be out here ordering loud and wrong. That's a big fear of mine that I'm going to, order things that don't match and then my my server or the wait staff at this fine dining restaurant or experience will judge me well okay so margaritas obviously we know what they pair well with right mexican food tacos, tacos but fresh <laughs> flavors cilantro is a really good one if you ever wonder why sometimes when you eat tomato based things and drink margaritas um, if you feel yourself waking up at two thirty, three o'clock in the morning with your esophagus burning to death, it could acid reflux. <laughs> acid okay, reflux, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you pair your margarita with a nice fresh salad with some crispy tortilla strips, and mm. you know a little touch of um, uh, uh, queso fresco and maybe some grilled chicken breast that you've marinated in a little bit of orange and honey. You know, you could do something fresh like that or a delicious tortilla soup, which we're going to do soon on the Patreon. You know what I'm saying? Very I nice. Just, I'd like to drink. I, I drink margaritas with anything. Nigga. I'm going to be real honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> so give me your top. Okay. Brands. We've talked, we've talked about what pairs well, but if I'm a new, if I'm new to a margarita making experience, mm -hmm. are there certain brands tequila that I should reach for? Okay, so like I said, you want to stay away from the tequila that smells like ethanol or like your um, you like your hand sanitizer, right? We speak very highly on the Migos over here. We love mm -hmm, the Casamigos. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It has done our bodies well. Um, mm -hmm, Don Julio mm -hmm. is also not a bad brand um, if you're looking for something that's pretty readily available in stores and is also smooth going down. I prefer Don Julio. 
uh, not really a Patron girl. Uh, Clase Azul Repasado. Okay, so that's the Caskers. That's by Caskers. Clase Azul Repasado is the prettiest damn bottle you're going to get. It's the prettiest tequila bottle it you're going to have on the very, bar. Very, very fancy. Oh, it's white and blue with like, it looks almost like a Mexican tile. And it's got like this beautiful little crystal globe thing on top. It's so pretty. Like even when you finish the tequila, you want to keep the bottle on your bar. But it's also a really I good saw, one. I saw a young lady post on social media today that she was like, since it's National Margarita Day, are we going to really talk about how uh, Patron is bottom tier? Yeah, I'm not really. into Patron burns, it stings, and it reminds me of really uh, regretful days in my 20s. I was going to say, I don't really have fond memories of no. Patron. No, girl. Um, no. I don't. I think, you know, it's kind of like if I... I have negative associations. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't take me to happy places. No, not at all. I remember the aftertaste. I remember peeing in somebody's yard. Like Patron just has never, it's not done me right. Wayward (laughs) wayward decision making. (laughs) Wayward decision making. And lastly, a woman, a woman owned brand actually. And, um, La Gretona, a Reposado tequila. They have a really beautiful bottle. It looks like a big ass mason jar, almost with like a cork top. And you can get a smaller one, you can get a bigger one. But La Gratona is also a really good tequila that I like to have. So those are just a couple of brands that you can look into. Um, and you know what? I'll actually list a couple more in the description box. Uh, maybe something that's a little bit more uh, cost effective if we're on a budget. Uh, but we're looking for a nice tequila, which Casamigos is one of those. But we'll put a couple of brands. We'll link them in the description box for you all to check out. Absolutes. Yeah, like Jade said, um, I just had the idea to do something quick and light um, since we are still navigating the Panera Bread Mm -hmm. and we should be socially distancing and staying as close to home as possible, limiting our outward social engagement um, and learning how to enjoy ourselves within our homes. Like I just thought that we could have a quick little crash course around the kitchen table all about margaritas if you want to make you a margarita for your next taco tuesday that's it. jade is gonna get you together i just thought that would be fun we'll do we'll do tacos on the patreon soon where we don't you know we can let's let's veer away from the ground beef <laughs> but we'll talk about that another time <laughs> y'all, y'all so bougie i tell you you know, I just, I'm me and ground beef. I'm just not really a ground beef girl. But, uh, yeah, that's it. We just wanted to keep it a little light this week. We just wanted to keep it a little light. You know, all of us are still, we still figuring it out. And, and you know, we have days where we just, we just need to rest our, our mentals. And I know sometimes y'all need to rest your mentals. So let's just all have a drink together. Cheers. Ole! <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's boogie on over to the honesty box. Bong. Honestly? Truly. All right, we have an honesty box. You all know what time it is, sis. Pseudonym time. She, her. Let's call her Starbucks. Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Starbucks says, Hi, Jade and Kia. Thank you for sharing your talents, words, and parts of your lives with us listeners. I'm so appreciative. And we're appreciative for y'all. I met a great guy on an app in November, and we began talking and seeing each other regularly in December. He's thoughtful, generous, sweet, honest, accommodating, and wants to settle down. On the other hand, he also has a very limited worldview. 
He still lives with his parents in his high school hometown and is mainly just close with his high school friends. And he works an entry-level job and doesn't have ambitions to work his way up. This is no shade to him or anyone else. I am struggling though because I've spent years working on myself, developing my career, and I'm in school for my second master's degree. You'll get another mm-hmm. email for my graduation shout out next year. Yes. <laughs> I want a partner and the problem is while a great guy, I don't feel like he is it. I don't feel like I'm getting much out of our budding relationship. The conversations aren't intellectually stimulating to me. We have different senses of humor, different career goals and outlooks. And I find myself trying to motivate him to develop in ways that will be beneficial to him. He is amendable. Um, he is amenable to these changes and takes my advice, but I feel guilty for even feeling compelled to change him. I also don't want to be dating for potential or building a man. He does offer companionship and tries to be supportive of my goals and things I'm working to achieve, but I don't want to use him as a prop. I wonder if I'm being shallow and wanting a man who is more developed in areas of his life that is that this guy isn't. I'm trying to squash these desires because he is a wonderful catch in some ways. I don't want to settle, but I also don't want to pass up a great guy. I'm at a point where I want to settle down. I would appreciate both your insights on dating and what compatibility looks like in a real relationship. Also, from what I shared, would I be wrong to walk away or stay for that matter? Please help. Any advice is appreciated. Thank you, Starbucks. Starbucks. Does Starbucks give an age? How old is Starbucks? Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I have to be honest. I'm listening to her and um, the first thing that comes to mind is some advice that I received a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And and I just, um, and I'm going to offer it for your consideration um, and let it sit with you like it has been sitting with me. I think our, uh, at, a lot of times our tendency as black women is to overthink everything um and i i think because we are very we we can be really thoughtful and intentional and uh organized in our planning and strategizing to reach other goals in our lives sometimes that can carry over into romantic spaces um or relationship spaces and um i have i have i'm finding or even learning that uh you know relationships are not often the place for like formulas and strategies and best practices um because you're dealing with people Mm -hmm. Uh, and i think i'm learning that um and and my my aim and and it's is to make space in my life for just enjoying things where they are and not feeling so compelled to plan out every detail of everything um, or, you know, to stay away from checklists. Um, and I think, I think that time and, uh, you know, just, you know, being for me time and being prayerful and asking for guidance and perspective um, has helped me to kind of navigate certain situations uh, in, in, in my own relationships. Um, and I've learned a lot, uh, about, about myself. And I mean, I don't know. We don't like, I I don't, I, 
I don't want you to get hung up and, you know, you don't have to decide everything right now, you know? Mm -hmm. And I hear you in terms of like, you having standards for yourself. Um, but I think in relationships I'm learning, like, you know, we can kind of be in our own heads about lots of different things. Mm -hmm. You can have all these standards and checklists and expectations. And a lot of times they exist only in our head. We never really articulate them, but we hold our partners accountable for them. And as such, we really scrutinize everything that they do or don't do and say. Um, and when, I don't know, I'm just in a space in my life where I'm just trying to do that less and like really just enjoy things for what they are in the moment and mm -hmm. trust God for the rest. Um, Cause I don't know, man, I, I'm learning that real men, I should, I don't know if this is appropriate to say, but like real people, I should say like, like, you know, we should just, I don't know. I don't want us to get caught up in feeling like we gotta change people or, you know, carry people i know i don't know i don't i feel like i'm rambling i don't feel like i'm being really helpful but i will say after hearing your um email i think if you enjoy this person and there are aspects of this person that you really enjoy and connect with you enjoy companionship there are things about this relationship that that feed you um it's okay for you to kind of just stay there and figure out what that means you know you don't have to really hold yourself up against this timeline of like am i settling should i stay or should i go a lot of times time will tell and afford you opportunities to make these critical choices when those times come um but i also feel like it's okay for you to just enjoy this for what it is maybe this is just somebody that you date and you learn about yourself and you learn about yourself in relationship with it's, it's, it, um, it may not be every, it may not be the situation where it's your job for you to groom this man into the spouse of your dreams. Um, cause I think that that's a dangerous place that a lot of women find ourselves in. And I don't really know if that is good practice, but again, I'm not married to anybody. So maybe I'm not the one who should be talking anyway. Maybe we should hear no. from Jade. No. <laughs> I, I think I think what you said was very valid. <sighs> um, he is right. I don't know. And I said Why that and I've said that to friends that. before too. I'm like, girl, you don't have who's that nigga just asked you to marry him? Like exactly. you don't have like, to decide like anything right this, this second. There's this urgency in the email and I'm just like, girl, just oh, like y'all have to, are y'all is there some sort of deadline that we're working against? Uh I feel like that's why I felt like if age was a factor and why she was because I feel like something told me that this is a young person, <laughs> a younger person thinking about these things or I, and I could be wrong, but I don't know. We don't, I don't have even to. and the thing, but I don't even think being young or old, like I understand older. I, don't, I understand where why people feel the way that they feel, but I just wish there was a way for us to not feel that way because I've watched. I watched my cousin's grandmother, uh, her and her husband got divorced and she was single for like 40 years and got married. Like, and she, that's what she wanted. You know what I'm saying? So if you want companionship, it's going to come. 
it's going to come at the time when you're ready to, to receive it and be open for it. And sometimes it doesn't look like what we think it's going to look like, but you don't have to make a decision right this second. If y'all are not at a place where you, you know, it's like, okay, my lease is up, your lease is up. We've been rocking for this amount of time. This nigga got down on one knee and now you're like, oh my God, I don't even know what to say right now. But you're not there. You're just dating. And uh, I, I'm not going to call you shallow. You just have different viewpoints, right? Maybe he looks at your, maybe he looks at who you are as a beautiful person. You know, you never know how that could inspire somebody. This is not me trying to convince you to be with this nigga either. I think everybody should also honor their feelings um, and be, you know, really sit with themselves. I think I love when people sit with themselves and say, you know, this is just not for me. I know that's not always the easiest thing, but sometimes when things are not for you, it's best that you don't you don't carry them on, but also there's no need to put pressure on things unnecessarily. Am I? I don't. I feel like I'm all over the place now, but I. No, I I think I, I, no, it's it's hard, right? Because I hear you. You definitely don't. Um, you definitely. I don't. I don't want you to feel like you're wrong for feeling this way. I'm just saying. I I think it resonates with me because I have I have felt this pressure, right? Where people. Mm-hmm want you to define things and you should know where things are going and you know or have certain things figured out but i think that dating is a space and a time for us to really get to know who we are in relationships and to get to know the people that we are 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 in relationships with and that takes time um and that requires a range of experiences that that there'll be times when you and that person that you're dating will agree and and there will be uh you know comp- uh you know, connection and um, compatibility there. And there will be times where you guys disagree and you will have to learn how to navigate that, communicate through that. So I don't feel like nothing is wasted here. Um, You know, and I, I just would, I feel like what was told to me is like, you know, just lean into this, whatever phase of it that it is in. Don't feel any pressure to change it right now or figure anything out right now, but just be present in it with the intention of having your eyes open and, and being attentive to what's going on such that you can make decisions for yourself going forward when it comes time for you to do that. There's nothing wrong with you being in this situation and just having fun if, if that's what you want to do. Um, if you feel like you come to a place where you want some more definition, then that's a conversation that you can have with that person and you guys can mutually decide mutually if that's something that you want to do and you can go from there. Mm -hmm. Um, but there is no, I guess my, my reason for saying this is that I just don't want you to kind of hold yourself to, you know, I want you to relieve yourself of this pressure Mm -hmm. to, to know, to have like a list. There is no set formula there is no, there is no, um, mm-hmm. there's no uh, magic space or, or, you know, light bulb that goes off that lets you know that this is the person that you're like, this is it, right? Outside of your um, own intuition and gut, like outside of that. Right. There, But there is no set like, you know, um, am I being shallow? Am I doing this? I think these are questions that you have to ask of yourself. Think about, and when you think about choosing your battles, thinking about what what is priority, what's important for you, what your deal breakers are, what are the things that you are looking for, and how this situation lines up with that. Um, not necessarily, you know, 
you know, I think these questions are more internal. Like it's not like something that Jade and I could tell you. It's something mm -hmm. that you would have to think about and measure against your own happiness and fulfillment and, um, you know, your own plans and how you see your life moving forward. Um, and, and don't, I, I just think there's, I just don't want you to feel any pressure from any sort of outside source to figure that out before you're ready. Absolutely. Cause there's no, there's no timeline on that. Sometimes it happens for folks in their early twenties. Sometimes it happens for folks in their forties and, or after that. And mm -hmm. sometimes it happens for people at different stages. So, um, I don't know. I just, I just want, I don't know. I just felt like, and I could be wrong, but I felt like this panic in your, mm -hmm. in your tone of your email of, of, and I've been there in terms of feeling like I need to know where this is going. I need to have some direction. And sometimes you feel really secure in where this is going. And sometimes it's just like, I don't know, but I hope, and you know, I'm just, I'm just going to ride it out until I don't feel like this no more and see what, you know, and make some decisions. And even if you make the wrong decision, you're entitled to change your mind. So don't feel like you have to, um, there is no one right answer when it comes to this. When it comes when it comes to compatibility, when it comes to relationships, I'm learning that it really is just about knowing yourself and uh, getting to know who you are connected to, um, and seeing how seeing seeing what resonance and harmony exists between you know the the two of you because it's not going to be perfect. Nope. And on the other side of things, because everything key is that it's just valid like there and if you're the one who's putting the pressure on you and it's not somebody else i hope you take them words and say them to yourself because <laughs> it is no rush there's literally it like there's no, no ticking time there's no bomb that's about to go off there's no there's no none of that um but on the other side of things like things are looking different these days this is yeah. not even this is not even me trying again not trying to convince you to be with him but things are looking different these days Okay, so maybe he doesn't have other career aspirations. Maybe he doesn't have this. Maybe you got this, that, and the third. You want to have kids? I don't know. Does he want to have kids? I don't know. Maybe that's something you all have talked about. If it is, who's to say this nigga won't take care of them kids? <laughs> right. I just you know what I'm saying. There's, like, there's so much unknown, and there's so much context. Um, and you really have to sit with yourself and ask yourself these questions. Is that some? What's the place where I'm in right now? Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like you know. Some people can, cause I think it's different. Like, I mean, I can watch, even if we watch like these shows, I watch Married at First Sight or whatever. There are some people who watch these shows and they'd be like, oh no, she's settling. Oh no, she's she shouldn't take it. Oh no, she shouldn't take that or I wouldn't take that. And then there are other people who are, you know, on the whole other side of the argument. I think that just proves that, you know, can nobody tell you that you're settling. You are the only person that can, can determine um, if you're settling and what you're settling for because you are the person who sets the standard for what it means to settle in your own life. And I don't want you to 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 be to let anybody else um, set that metric. Mm -hmm. That's something that you have to reach on your own. So, and also like we are in a Panasonic, life is different. Girl, if you Don't. got safe dick, just cherish it right now. 
just make just and i'm just i'm not saying to make any accommodations for anything that's not a healthy situation no but it's okay to just kind of take a beat and just you know facts you know take a deep breath and if things and 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 ask your partner it's okay for you to like you know this is what i'm thinking what do you think about this don't make assumptions for him Mm-mm. um or about him don't presume that you know what's going on or what he's thinking like there were some things that you said about him that you know could be presumptuous unless you have hard evidence to these effects but kind of go back and kind of see like am i judging this situation fairly mm-hmm. have i considered all of the factors as related to me related to him i don't know i feel like we are where i'm just why does he have much. to have the same trajectory some people don't absolutely some people don't like, like some people are happy that? with what they do and i don't think it's necessarily a settling some people are happy with what they do they're like no i don't really and if you are you know, you, just because you got certain doesn't mean everybody else has to have them. <laughs> I, right. And I, I mean, just because you've made certain choices and if there are things that you want for you. Right. Um, that's all well and good. But, you know, be be cautious against projecting those things mm-hmm. on your partner if that's mm-hmm. not his or her, or her path. Like, right. you know, is, is in thinking about this partnership. Is it your job to be a loving, compassionate, caring companion and partner and compliment to this person? Or is it your job to run his life? Right. Like well, or, we, <laughs> we don't want to we don't want to put expectations on other people that they don't have for themselves. That's not fair. Right. They may not even want for themselves. Like he could be completely content where he is. And if he's not harming anybody or harming you, um, you know, maybe that's just a choice. Uh, that he has made and what I mean we could be wrong but I'm just saying these are things that you could keep in mind as you're thinking about about this right mm-hmm. um, and and what are the what are the, what the basis for these standards that you set for yourself and for your relationship um, you know and why they why you have them I think asking yourself these kinds of reflective questions being critical of yourself will really help you to to, that'll give you the information that you need to make the decisions going forward um agreed and it's okay for you not to know and to be unclear right now don't pressure yourself give yourself time to make the decisions um as you as you need to but if it sounds like this is somebody that you like and you enjoy and even if it's just because he makes you laugh Mm -hmm. and feel good you know, he might not have, you know, all the things that meet your list, but if he is a good person that you, and you enjoy his company, there's nothing wrong with you just leaning into that and mm-hmm. taking advantage of that. Um, because it could just be that he is somebody that you're dating right now and he might not be your husband. Mm-hmm. And, and that so doesn't what? mean that you're not dating with intention. It just right. means that you're dating, right? <laughs> like, it just means that this is the situation that I'm in right now. You know what I'm saying? And that's just what it is. One day I mean, we're going to have a out. conversation about dating multiple people when you're not committed to anybody because that's a thing you can do. It's <laughs> a thing that you can do. And I think that leaning into like dating and dating healthily and dating from a place of 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 power and, and uh, you know, confidence mm-hmm. and not from a place of desperation and worry and doubt and fear. Mm-hmm. Um, because those are two entirely different different spaces. Um, and I think And I think that the... Well, I believe that the former is much more rewarding than the latter. No, the latter is much more rewarding than the former. I'm so sorry. We we want the latter, not the former. But yes, um, I hope that's helpful to you, Starbucks. That was a really long response. But 
I I just didn't I'm I felt panic in your in your in your tone and I wanted to just kind of ease that. It's okay. It's okay. Nobody really knows anything. Um in their relationships sometimes and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with just kind of figuring it out cuz that's what dating means at least to me. Amen. I wish I could date multiple niggas again. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> But I just think it is just, I don't know. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay to just be where you are in this dating space. It's okay to not know what you're doing. It's okay. I think there's a lot of pressure, especially on women, especially as we get up in age. Everybody wants to know what your 10-year plan is, where you see yourself in five years. My 10-year plan is this dick. Get out of my face. Leave me alone. I am just trying to, (laughs) what? I don't have all, I don't have that kind of time. 10-year plan, please. What's your 10-year plan? Leave I just feel like when it comes to relationships, you know, you're not in it by yourself. So it's not up to me. It's not no. up to me to decide what's going to happen. You don't get to plan all the cards and the moves because you, you have another person to consider. You have another person to consider. So and I just, life my, is always unexpected. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. <sighs> you're right. So my prayer is that, you know, I'm, you know, with, with respect to all that I am responsible for, which is myself. Mm-hmm. Um, my aim is to just sort of like, you know, navigate each experience from the position that, you know, because I trust God, I trust that I am where I'm supposed to be right now. I trust this place Mm -hmm. in my life. I trust whatever this season is supposed to teach me. Um, and I trust that I will end up where I belong. And so this sense of panic and urgency, and I got to figure it out. I'm learning to let go of that Mm -hmm. as it doesn't serve me. Mm-mm. It doesn't serve me. I don't have to have it all figured out. I don't have to have it figured. I don't know why this nigga don't do that. That's not my business. I don't because it's not my job to figure out why he don't don't do this or don't do that. Mm-mm. It is my job to take that information and make the choices that are best for me. And I'm only responsible for that. Period. Mm-hmm. Um. And so with that, I think we can move on into self care. Shall I we? think so. so. Starbucks says, keep, keep us updated. But if this nigga's not at your door right now with a boombox playing Take Me As I Am, then I don't think you, you like, you don't have to make a decision tomorrow. But keep us updated. We'd love to, we want to hear from you and we want, we have your best interests at heart for sure. We do. We do. Truly. Truly. Have a, we need to have a conversation about that dating soon though, sis. That's a thing. Like, we need to talk about that. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, let's get to the self-care. Care, 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 care. We deserve to know what we're putting in our bodies and why, especially when it comes to something we take every day. Ritual's clean, vegan-friendly multivitamin is formulated with high-quality nutrients and bioavailable forms your body can actually use. And there are no shady extras. Ritual's delayed-release capsule design delivers high-quality nutrients, including vitamin D3 and just two daily pills. You'll always know what nutrients you're taking and where they come from thanks to Ritual's one-of-a-kind visible supply chain. Now available for women, men, and teens, Ritual multivitamins are scientifically developed to help support different life stages. Your multivitamins are delivered to your door every month with free shipping. Start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime. And if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. I love Ritual first and foremost for the name. I love the fact that they call it ritual because taking a multivitamin every day 
is something that we generally call routine. And you all know how I feel about calling routines rituals. So first and foremost, I thought it was really intentional in what they chose to name them in the first place. And a time release capsule is perfect for your girl because I get nauseous when I'm taking my vitamins. So I have to I have to take something that's easy on my body. And I found a ritual to really be that. Get key nutrients without the BS. Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off during your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash grown to start your ritual today. Today. I deserve All right. So, you know, I, um, I've been trying to think of ways <laughs> to, uh, to take care of myself lately that are not this, the, the purge. Um, <laughs> which is officially done by the way. Uh, but I went to the plant store, my happy place. Mm-hmm. It's very simple this week. I went to the plant store and I bought plants, more plants for my home. <laughs> uh, poor Noah. She's like, I'm tired of plants. <laughs> when are we going to stop getting more plants? But n- never. So I went and got myself some calatheas and, uh, I don't know if it's Dracaena or Dracaena. I've always said Dracaena. Another Dracaena. And um, and <laughs> she's going to poke her head in right now talking about, I don't want more plants. Mm-hmm. What? What? Yes. No, 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 no. What do you need? They can hear you. I don't want any more plants. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thanks, Noah. We appreciate your input. So, <laughs> like I said, got me some more plants. Going to get me some more. Um, and got me some beautiful calatheas and dracaena, some dracaenas and a bunch of more pothos to put up on my cabinets in my kitchen. And it's just, it, it just livens up my house. It makes it feel even better. I love adding to the plant babies. And I also, I know, please don't, don't, don't message me and tell me you're supposed to do it in the spring. I had to take care of what needed to be done now. And a lot of these babies needed some repotting. Um, one of them, my poor child, her leaves i mean her roots were so coiled they look like a snake that was coiled up she was like i need space so i repotted like i have 30 plants (laughs) i've got me three giant bags of happy frog soil which is my favorite and repotted like 30 plant babies and it was just it was great put them all in new pots and all kinds of things and that was like it made me feel a lot better it ended up turning into a project um long term that I didn't expect. I compost at home as well. If you're interested in composting, it's actually very easy. We can talk about it another day. But I add a little bit of that to them and they're all pretty happy. So that's my black woman self care. What's yours, sis? Um I made Sunday dinner uh because I missed my family. I haven't seen my family in a really long time. And so I was just like, you know, I came up in a house in a home where Sunday dinner was a very um, serious affair. And I find that I don't really make myself a large Sunday dinner anymore because mm-hmm. I am just one person. Um, but I wanted to, so I'm like, you know, I'm not going to eat all that food, blah, blah, blah. So I always find a way to talk myself out of making Sunday dinner. But um, I wanted to, you know, I just wanted my house to feel like, my grandma's house and I want so I talked to her and you know went on to the store and bought myself all of the all of the uh, necessary ingredients and made myself a proper Sunday dinner as if you know we had carried on and went to church and come home and had Sunday dinner you know as we as we u- used to do but 
that was a way that uh, I took care of myself this weekend because I've been missing my family and, you know, struggling through the isolation of the pandemic. And so that was one of the things that I was able to do to sort of self-soothe in the way, in that way. So that was cool. I love that, sis. I love that. What'd you make? A pot roast. What else? I, I did a white rice mm. and um, shaved Brussels sprouts. Yes, I love rice and gravy. Rice and gravy is like... Isn't it like a happy place? It is like comfort. It is like mm. whatever peace and comfort that I need is right there in the rice and gravy. I want some rice and um, gravy right now. But I made some shaved Brussels um, and my pot roast with white rice and gravy and uh, I did some sweet potatoes as Ooh, well. You did a um, meal. So it was like, I mean, it didn't really feel like Sunday dinner because I didn't mac and cheese it, but it was okay because I had my rice and gravy there to That's, make up for it. Did but you make cornbread or not? I didn't because I know that I would have like a bite of it and would probably throw the rest of it in the trash. I was I hate tempted, when it happens. I hate but when I knew that happens. I wasn't going to. I I did exercise a little restraint. I said I wasn't going to make a whole thing of cornbread because I know that I wasn't going to eat it. But I had some of my leftovers today. They was hitting, so I felt, you know, it was good. It was you good. I made what? a pot roast in the slow cooker. It was a good time. Let me see if I can figure out a recipe where we can. Like make like two corn muffins. Just put some water in the rest <laughs> of the pan and figure yeah. out how we. I'm I'm gonna work that out. I'm gonna work that out. Um, but I love that. I love that you did that. You actually I mean, just made me a good Black American Sunday dinner. Oh, it was very Black American. The only very thing, if you would have swapped those Brussels for collards, that would have been. Oh yes, and I just didn't really feel like I didn't feel like the work of a collard green. So that's why I just went ahead and roasted me some shaved Brussels, and it came close. I'm like, this is like baby cabbages, so it would be like I had cabbage, but whatever. Child, child. Well, you know what? I'm gonna go make me some rice and gravy when we're done with this. Actually, I love rice and gravy. Oh my god! Why is it so good? That is, I think we're going to start calling this rice and gravy care because because I just love it. Rice and gravy is so good. Rice and And gravy. I just don't know. Like, I don't feel like. I mean, do white people eat rice and gravy? I don't know. They don't even make gravy right. They make their gravy be white. Mm -hmm. They put maybe they do, but maybe it's like layered with other things in the casserole dish. Mm -mm. I think they do make rice and gravy, but they call it. rice casserole and they add broccoli to oh, it and put no, cream of no, mushroom no. and all kinds of things i that's the closest thing that i've ever seen they love a casserole i love a casserole i mean they <laughs> casserole everything down just casserole everything. they also eat mac and cheese as an entree but that's another conversation <laughs> i remember having this conversation with my mother as a younger i was maybe in the fourth grade and i was like this girl, we was talking about what we had for dinner. I remember this conversation. Her name was Kelly. Miss Carrie, the teacher, asked us what we had for dinner. It was probably pertaining to the lesson plan in some way. She was like, what did you all have for dinner? And this girl, Kelly, I could see her face. She had on a blue headband. She said, we had mac and cheese. And I was just waiting for her to finish. Like, okay, what else? <laughs> she said, we had mac and cheese for dinner. And I was like, that's it? <laughs> and I remember and salad coming and bread. home coming home and asking my mom like mom did you know that white people have macaroni and cheese for dinner and that's it 
fascinated. No, at, they're really better. They sit at the table with mac and cheese, a salad, and some bread. I'm like, what? I'm like, mom, they just make macaroni and cheese. The girl mm -hmm. said she had macaroni and cheese, and I was just waiting for her to finish. And she was like, yeah. no, that's it. I was like, no meat. No, <laughs> no meat. I sis, I went to a I went to a a, a classmate's <sighs> house years ago, and it was the same thing. They were making dinner, and there was no meat involved it was like two sides and bread and i was like this is an incomplete meal what are y'all oh, about Jesus. to do i mean my whole life has changed i just my was changed in that moment i was just fascinated i want to say really like egg noodles with some mushrooms so i don't know it was just it was just wasn't complete just wasn't complete no meat i was stunned Cause I mean, my whole eight year old behind could not comprehend because I grew up in a house and my grandma made a meat and three sides for every dinner. Every dinner. We had cornbread. I mean, Tuesday night. Yeah, same. It'd be like minute steaks with white rice and cream corn and green beans. Like, it would be like, that's a meal. <laughs> that's what we had for Tuesday night. Okay. Period. I remember my mother tried to throw together one of them Rachel Ray 30 minute episode or 30 minute meals. And we all sat down and we were like, what is this? <laughs> what is, what is I this? I don't know what that, I mean, my grandfather would be like, I'm sorry, what is happening here? Mm -mm. It was a one pot situation. And I'm not mad at a one pot. Make a guisado, but your rice the is going to be in another pot. The only one pot, because, you know, I'm telling you, my family was, we were very black American. We are white bread and American cheese, African Americans. Okay? I'm not mad at it. I'm saying, my, I mean, seasoning, we just, Nothing but lorries and chicken bouillon <laughs> in, in, the, in the cupboard. Okay, garlic powder. All of the, you know, just all the MSG. Okay, got a little MSG in it, but it be hitting though. I mean, put that little chicken bouillon powder in your chicken and it be taking it to the new new heights, higher heights and deeper depths. Okay, just a little MSG. We, That's kinda... we, were, we were a nature's own honey wheat black American family, but still very mm -hmm. black American, though. But I fully no, we understand where you come from. very black American. I had, I, it's taken me years to coax my mother and grandparents into having wheat bread. We are a wonder bread family. You know what I'm saying? Looking at them like, why would I eat wheat bread? And I'm like, because, you know, whole grains are better for you. They was like, so what? <laughs> what do you want like i had to negotiate <laughs> with my family to to understand why we shouldn't have so much processed foods but you know so you know that's the kind of mm -mm. my father see? came home with a bag full of, my father came home with a juicer a bag of like beets kale celery mm -hmm. apples carrots it was just one day we went from white rice green peas and pork chops to this nigga came home with a juicer and was like, we're going to start drinking our vegetables for dinner. And we were like, what? <laughs> what is this? No. Started no, no, doing no. that, taking coconut oil, taking apple cider vinegar. We started off with the soy milk and then transitioned to the rice. Like, it was weird. It was a, it was a weird transition, but I'm grateful. Listen, I have celebrated and I endorse it. I'm just saying it's very different than my experience. Okay. You, I, this comes from a man who just came one day and told us we needed to get a pet goose because they're meaner <laughs> than dogs. So my family, me? girl, these people came told me they were moving to Bali. It's all kinds of foolishness. Bless their hearts right now. <laughs> so Bless their hearts right now. They are. They are just. They crack me up. They are some feathers in the wind. But um, 
that's our self-care and i guess our other self-care was sitting here chopping the shit about black american <laughs> shit i think that would be a fun <laughs> kitchen table talk how black american are you Listen, <laughs> i am oh my black god american. yes i'm okay. i'm anita baker on a saturday morning black american i am i am uh the mighty clouds of joy because <laughs> my grandmother was playing the gospels okay she wasn't playing anita baker but i will roll over and hear james cleveland <laughs> singing <laughs> just another day's journey and know that she was in the dining room giving them floors to be okay <laughs> that's the kind of house i grew up in period okay i grew we up in a george in- duke household <laughs> It was a lot of uh-uh. George Duke, a lot of the whispers. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was a lot of the SOA. Tell me, <laughs> it was a lot of that. It was a lot of that. Oh Good yeah, that's times. gonna be a fun kitchen table. We're gonna we're gonna have a Black American game show that we do <laughs> on Kitchen Table Talk soon. How do you all feel we about have, that? We should have XD on. I feel like he <gasps> is a purveyor of all things. XD and Dustin. We might have to have both of them. Oh Dustin my gosh. is from Flint, Michigan. Like, I mean, talk about a niggery good time. Okay. okay. We're going to have a... That's coming to the kitchen table Maybe soon. we'll close out uh, Black History Month next week with that deal. I'm actually absolutely down for that. I'm going to hit the guys. All right, let's make it happen. All right, well, let's, let's, let's petty peeve. Okie dokie. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey, honey. All right. So I, I, I mentioned this a little on my uh, Insta stories today. I'll just leave it here on the podcast as well for posterity, shall we? Okay. This is good, though. But this is a good segue from our last uh, segment where we were talking about how black we are. And all of the all of the ways that we celebrate blackness, black life, black culture, black history, and I'm just ex- experiencing something or are realizing something. You know, the older I get, and I've been working for a while, going to school for a while, so I've been a part of many a Black History Month celebration at school, at work, mm-hmm. so forth and so on. And you know, I'm finding. That in a corporate space and in certain educational spaces, there's some tokenism that's going on as it relates to Black History Month. There are people who have very limited, or it appears, it seems that folks have a very limited understanding of how to celebrate Blackness, how to amplify and uplift uh, and shine a light and celebrate on all the things that make blackness blackness right because mm-hmm. i find that most of the conversations most of the events most of the activities tend to center around food and music right mm-hmm. it's this mm-hmm. you know and you know and then of course we give our nod to you know black inventors you know folks who you know george washington carver garrett a morgan carter g woodson all of the things that we have heard time and time again as we grow up but i feel like this these things are getting very redundant and it just strikes me how limited um mm-hmm. a scope the scope of black history month celebration has become and i'm a little frustrated by that i'm mm-hmm. frustrated by the way that you know it seems like we're only we're relegated to to such um you know, conversations are relegated to these areas and it's really a limited view because, you know, sure, food and music are in te- are central elements of our culture, but there's so much more to being black and, and, and celebrating blackness and 
you know, all of that, all of our his, all of the contributions of blackness, black people, black culture um, throughout the years. So much more to talk about than just like, you know, soul food and Negro spirituals. Mm -hmm. And I just wish that we would just, you know, elevate um, conversations. And if it be the case that folks only know, um, you know, about food and music when it comes to Black History Month, instead of us coming together to talk about these same old things over and over again, might we take the opportunity of Black History Month to educate ourselves, to, you know, share resource lists and, you know, bring in guest speakers that that have much more to say about the rich, uh, the richness of the Black, of Blackness and Black experience, Black culture, Black life, um, what it means to be Black in America, um, so that we're not only talking about these very, you know, limited uh, areas, um, these safe sort of spaces, right? People think that food and music are just safe, right? Because we don't want to step on any toes. We don't want to offend or blah, blah, blah. So I just I just want us to kind of push the conversation further and, and deeper because I think there's a lot more learning that needs to be done as evidenced by all of the, you know, intolerance and racism and white supremacy that's been running amok and really showing its ass especially here these last few months Mm -hmm. so um that's just my that's my petty peeve i wish we would just broaden there's so much more to talk about and especially if we're going to gentrify soul food just leave soul food alone because i was made aware of an event Mm. today that is happening um, and it's going to feature a chef who specializes in healthy al- alternatives to soul food. Okay. And a coworker of coworker of mine visited this chef's website mm-hmm. and saw recipes for like banana cornbread. I'm sorry, what? And you're gonna love this, sis. You're gonna love this collard green tostadas with feta cheese. First of all, that's nasty. <laughs> First of all, period. I mean, let's, that's nasty. Period. That's the end of the card. That's nasty. Second of all, whose blackness are you celebrating with collard green toastadas? Wait, wait, wait. wait. So they're not black. Toastadas? I'm telling you. They're not the black. The person is black. The person is a black person. Black, a black chef. Mm. who who is doing this black history month programming for organization Mm. and and if you go on this person's website you see that he has a recipe collard green for collard green tostadas Mm. with feta cheese and that is that is how we are celebrating black history those are like two of my favorite foods not together i'm just (laughs) Like, I just feel like there, I understand, and, mm. and I, I get that people want to be inclusive and all of that, but you have to be attentive to how your efforts to be inclusive are, are mm. rude <laughs> and, mm. and disrespectful. Mm. And, like, you know, I don't know. This is like, first of all, what? <laughs> I mean, just, there's just, it's mm. just so much. Mm-hmm. I just, we, we can't rush. And this rush to be inclusive and multiply, you have to think about the ways in which you're erasing and um, making presumptions about a culture. You know, certain things just don't go together, like collard, collard greens green. and tostadas. Collard green tostadas like, you know with feta saying? cheese. Feta wow. cheese? Mexico, Greece, 
what is happening? Wow, the deep south. So okay, and oh. and since you know, collard greens is one of the one of the things that that's being the the cultural foods that's being gentrified, right? <laughs> First it was kale, now it's oh. collards. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. The same can be said for for birria tacos. <laughs> okay, because the white folks have come and got them. Okay, now oh god, you go, they get everything burritos, they get quesadillas. Everything, you know what I'm saying? We can't have you know, we can't have nothing. You know, mm-hmm. gentrifying all of our cultural foods are being reclaimed. You know Horchata. what else they're trying to get? You know what else they're trying to get? Oxtails. Okay, you want to know why your oxtails cost thirty two dollars? Because they're being yeah. gentrified. They are. They are. They are. Okay. They are. This is, that's what happens when white folks get a hold of what you what we've been doing in our kitchen. Now they want to reimagine. Today we're it. making oxtail and collard green souffle, and I'm, I know they just want to mm. mix all this stuff together. We making mm. kimchi collard greens, girl. If you don't get out of my face, it's <laughs> nonsense. Now that Please. sounds way. I can deal with that more than I can deal with a, a collard green feta cheese tostada. I'm just saying, it's twofold kimchi. here. No, yes. Our yes. black history is extends beyond what we eat, what yes, we sing, yes. the music that we make. Yeah. But if you are going to discuss what we eat, at the very least, do it right. Now I'm it's sure not the, the time. Don't want y'all making kimchi, collard green kimchi. I just huh? now it's not the time. <laughs> Mm-mm. For us to just be, you know what I'm saying? We be loud and wrong. And I think we all, we just have to think about how that's one of the ways that whiteness and white supremacy has kind of, you know, we've all kind of complicit in that system. We don't recognize, Mm-mm. you know, cultural difference, cultural nuance, things that are important. I saw a TikTok today. I'm going to shut up because I'm rambling. But mm-hmm. I saw a TikTok today um, of a person of Indian descent um, or East Asian descent, I'm sorry, that was saying, you know, how how inappropriate it is for folks to say chai tea. Because when you say chai tea, you're essentially saying tea tea. Tea tea. <laughs> chai. Yeah, no, yes. You know what I'm saying? That is you know, true. But like, you know, we have completely, you know, just disregarded the fact that where chai originates, mm-hmm. it's just chai. We right. call it chai tea. So on every menu across the country in the Starbucks, it it's says chai, chai tea, tea latte. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, they over here like TT latte. Meanwhile, shit is it's just stupid. like that's so stupid. <laughs> exactly, like that's just not right. First of all, it's incorrect. We are loud and very wrong. Okay, mm. and we have to think about we have to think about the ways that we silently buy into the system. That's how that's how uh, insidious it is. It's, you know, whiteness. That's how insidious of, of a thing it is. We are all complicit in to one way or another. It's just a lot. Some people just have a lot more blood on their hands than uh, than others. But mm-hmm. long story less long, even though I'm, I keep saying that, but I've been talking for 20 minutes. So I'm going <laughs> to shut up, I promise. But um, I just want us to just be a little bit more mindful of how we handle these things. I'm becoming much more sensitive to it since my work very much has me steeped in, you know, thinking about how culture is perpetuated, how organizations learn and grow and change. What are the things that need to be in place for true cultural change to be a thing? So I'm up to my nose in this stuff day after day. So I'm much more sensitive to it. But, you know, being that, you know, I am me and this is my platform. It's going to come out in what we talk about. And as I came across them collard green toastadas today, I knew that I had to say something. No, no, fair, <laughs> fitting, and valid. <laughs> Something had to be done. Mm. I feel like, what? My grandmother would punch me directly in my mouth. 
Oh, uh, my ancestors would arise and uh, literally like, whip me around the room. It's like okay. you guys have really lost your minds now, all of you. Mm. Mm. But yeah, well, my Black History Month. If you don't know what else to do, just read a book. That's yeah. how you celebrate. <laughs> That's how you celebrate. I'll try to find some other prominent figures that are not, you know, Martin Luther King or yes. and not to say that you don't need to know about him either. Go read more about his works than whatever y'all be trying to use on the surface level, but aim um, to broaden. If you, if there's millions of know, other niggas to read about, truly, <laughs> truly, 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 truly many, you know, all types of systemic things you can read about and how to help and, you know, where sure. they come from and so forth. Absolutely. And so, on. so yeah, I agree with that. Well, my petty peeve this week, um, is now banana cornbread and, <laughs> Uh, feta yeah. collard tostadas. Listen. Because what the fuck, nigga? Let me tell you what what doesn't go together: bananas and cornbread. I don't I like. I feel like uh, you're trying to make like a banana, like a banana bread and cornbread composite yeah, no. of some sort. No, no. Some make some banana bread and make together. some damn cornbread and stop. Some things, some things just don't go together. Like. Like Even you think niggas just want, inclusion. they want banana cornbread and they want to put it like you get you and make you a nice piping hot pot of, of, of pinto beans with, you know, <laughs> maybe some ham or some smoked turkey in it. And then you want to turn around and you're going to put a piece of banana cornbread in that. That's what you're talking. That's what you're telling me right now. Like, what's the point? Really? You're going to tell me we're going to soak up our collard greens with banana <laughs> cornbread. I mean, Ew. It's just wrong. It's just plain kiss my wrong. ass kiss my ass it's please. just wrong i don't i it's can't with just that mm -mm. wrong mm -mm. okay mm -mm. there are cultural markers that are associated with food you know what i'm saying nothing like a piping hot fish plate on a friday night that's all i'm that saying is very much it's very much a part of my blackness you know what i'm saying but when it comes to celebrating you give me a slice of banana with my fucking fish sandwich is that what you're about to do <laughs> <laughs> We gotta just do. I just want better for us. Period. I do. Okay. And Be sometimes it's of, us who needs to do better. Yeah, because I I understand. No, don't because don't make no mis make no mistake. The person who is cooking the collard green tostadas is a black man. You told me, and you know what? He might know how to do his thing, but sir. What you won't do is play in my face with a fucking banana and a cornbread because those two things don't belong in the same dish. It's just not what it is. It's concerning to me. It's very concerning to me. And I just want us. I don't know, man. It's, 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 it's like, wow, this is what we're doing in 2021, given all that's going on in the world. I'm sad that this is this is what we're doing for for Black History Month. This is how we celebrate in Black History Month with banana cornbread. Play in That's your own kitchen with banana cornbread. And I'm all about experimenting. I love an experiment, nigga. I love a fusion. I think a fusion is great. A fusion of feta cheese, collard greens, and tostadas, <laughs> and bananas and cornbread do not belong with one another. I have a piece of pot roast. I say, sis, did you make some cornbread? <laughs> yes, I made some banana cornbread. I'd throw my <laughs> plate up against the wall. I want no banana in my savory dish. <laughs> help us. Just help us what we need. But yes, that ah! is another episode of Getting Grown. Yes. We are excited. 
and grateful that you have joined us for yet another round of discussion at the kitchen table. We hope that you continue to join us week after week um, as we uh, try to figure out how in the hell to stay alive <laughs> in America as adults. Thanks. Okay, it's hard work, but we thank God that he hasn't left us, never took his hand off of us, that's what Dustin said. He didn't take his hand off me. No, he didn't. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so um, y'all continue to, to listen. We'll continue to show up. We'll cut these mics on or whatever. All right? Absolutely, because if we don't, we know we'll hear about it. But in, t- <laughs> in the meantime, and in between time. Oh, uh, indeed. Drink uh, that water. For with sure. Your ashy, with your ashy insides. And um, moisturize, moisturize those your skin. So your ashy, so your outside won't be ashy. That's right. It's a twofold project. And lastly, (laughs) just close it out. Mind the business that is yearn, (laughs) yearn, (laughs) and yearn alone, Uh, because you know. I mean, that's just all. That's just all you have, really, in this world. If if it's not your business, then it's just not yours. And uh, we'll see you next week. All right. And your black will crack if it's dry. And don't put no fucking collard greens on a tostada. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>